Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sea View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are honored, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to CView. And today we have Tiffany Kiefer with the topic, Five Steps to Create Your Reality and Change Your Mindset. Let's face it, we all have moments when we fall down, moments when things fall apart and we no longer seem to feel as happy, as courageous, as balanced and as cheerful as we used to. But now is your time to take inspired action and to get your life back with coach Tiffany Kiefer. She has a very unique way to get you back to that point. And let's bring her on to the show so she can explain us the easy to follow five steps to create your reality and change your mindset. Hey, Tiffany, welcome. Hi, Claudia. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for coming here and bringing that information. You know, we have just gone through this series of eclipses and all of the gates, star gates, and Things that other um, people in the spirituality world that are talking about all these portals and energies and, I don't know, ups and downs and all around. And many people are thinking, oh, my God, how do I change my reality? How do I change my mindset? Why are all of these thoughts and processes that we thought over coming back to haunt us and Quite honestly, people are feeling discouraged. They are feeling, or we are feeling like uh, there's really no way out. And then you come here and you, t- you start talking about 
five steps. So one, two, three, four, five doesn't seem that hard, Tiffany. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, actually, uh, creating your mindset isn't that isn't that difficult, but it just rem- it it requires a conscious mind, um, and it requires you to you know know what you want, know where you are, and be conscious of that. And I have learned this through the challenges of my life, through my daily life, through my past life. And, you know, just being conscious with where I was to where I am in the now has brought me to what do I do and what have I done to change my mindset and to create my reality. And so that's why I wanted to bring that to the show today. Um, So first of all, the what I wanted to tell you guys is it starts with your mind. It's an inside job. And I know that kind of sounds, you know, funny. It's an inside job, right? Um, but meaning it's, um, it's internal. It's like your attitude, your beliefs, um, how you feel and what you're capable of, of achieving. And it's not the external stuff like your car you drive or the job you have or how much money you earn, that's important. And I'm not saying that having a nice car or a nice job aren't capable of giving you enjoyment because they absolutely are. The difference is, is what you is focusing on changing the outside stuff like a car or a job or a promotion first and using that to fill a void or trying to make you happy is putting you on a path to fail. Why? Because what's happening in your head really determines how happy you truly are. Now, trust me, if I could buy happiness or if you could buy happiness, everyone with a regular paycheck would have done so already. And we would all be ridiculously happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, most people, and most people aren't. And even the rich people definitely are no happier than the average people. And all you have to do is pick up the regular celebrity or smut magazine at the checkout stand and see all the crazy cat fights, the breakups, the custody battles, and you see that rich people aren't any happier than the average person. And it's the underlining truth that outside things won't fill you up. But what will fill you up is what's happening inside your head. If you focus on the inside stuff first, then take a look at the outside stuff, you'll be well ahead of everybody else. So, isn't, you know, this mindful stuff isn't crazy woo-woo stuff. Um, it is true, you know. And if you're ready for the answer, we're going to dive into that shortly. But doing what most people do and focusing on the outside crap sort of stuff and getting into the inside stuff um, or getting to it someday or when I have time um, is, is backwards. 
focus on the outside stuff is a huge waste of time and energy and will result in treading water the rest of your life. Basically, you know, you become stuck in a rut, seriously procrastinating. And it's almost like, um, I don't know, it's almost like kind of like saying, I hate my job, so I should, so I should uh, or people think, well, I'll focus on um, thinking positive, thinking positive, thinking positive. I hate my job, so I'll focus on a better attitude about it instead of going to find a new one. That is a really good strategy because most people who think on outside stuff is my job stinks, so I'm just going to go find a better job and thinking it's the job issue and not their own thoughts. So if you can manage your beliefs, you will manage your life. It's not the other way around. Like I said before, it's an inside job. Figure out who you are and you'll figure out your life. Master your beliefs and everything else falls into place. People do not realize this. People, in fact, put the cart before the horse by focusing purely on outside things, prioritizing what's going on on the outside world and thinking, nah, I'll get around to that other stuff another time. This little mantra, I'll get around to it when I have time or when things calm down or when I feel better about myself, is what's pertaining to the things like attitude, belief, or inside stuff. It's a red flag desperately waving by your instincts to desire for a better life because it signifies you know things need to change and you're putting it off and procrastinating because that's an easier way. Another way to put this is you don't have to worry about what you're thinking. So, External things, we like to procrastinate. I'll do the dishes later. I'll go to the gym tomorrow. I'll do that overtime next week. Obviously, procrastination is never a great option. But when it comes to outside stuff, you could do worse than rejuggle your your priorities, right? So when you're talking about your inside stuff or your soul, that help you feel bigger, calmer, stronger, or even more centered on the inside, an urge to procrastinate is generally a sign that you need to do this stuff now more than ever before. Hmm. So question. I have a question for you guys. How many of you meditate? How many of you really listen to yourselves by a show of hands? Now, I know I can't see you, but this is accountability. Sit quietly and sit for a few minutes each day and just listen. Now, if you're one of the few that actually do, I commend you. But if you're not, and you don't have your hand raised, it proves my point that most of us do not sit and relax and have time for ourselves and self-care. We mostly feel anxious and we are desperately 
going from here to there in the race and the race of each day, right? Constantly living in the future on the land of what if, what if, what if, what if, right? So there's a, a constant mental resistance into doing things rather than letting things happen. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the things that have helped me get into the mindset each day. And one of them is rather than saying meditation, because when I first had a coach and I had to talk about meditation and, you know, um, things like that, I was scared to death. You know, the first time I have to tell you a really funny story, and this was this is a true story. I went to a, a conference, and I was still learning. I was learning how to become a coach, and I was uh, at a conference, and we were meditating. There was a huge group of people, and the um, every so often we go into a meditation, and the first meditation, you know, everybody's quiet and and that our coach is taking us through this meditation and I kind of have one eye open and I'm looking around going okay I'm not sure quite sure how to do this so at the break I talked to a couple other people and they kind of helped me so that the next time I would go and I would understand how to do it so the next meditation I go and I sit and um, this time I'm able to focus on what they told me to do. And um, when we awoke or, or when we came out of it, I was so excited because something had happened to me. So they said, you know, can anybody raise your hand? Did anything happen during that meditation? I was so excited. I raised my hand. I, so they called on me and I said, I don't know if I did this right. And they go, well, what do you mean? And I said, you took us through this meditation and I uh, did everything you told me. But when we got to the end of it, I swear to God, there was a fire under my butt and everybody started to laugh. And the truth of reality is, is when you are fully engulfed in meditation, you don't know what signs or what feelings or essence you're going to get under meditation. Isn't that true, Claudia? Yeah, it is. And, and I'm so glad that you're talking about meditation because I have heard of many people when you tell them to do meditation that you immediately say, no, I can't. I just can't quiet my mind. I just I can't, uh, you know, cross my legs and go to a space of no thought. And, and it's funny because it's what you there's not a right or wrong way to meditation. That's absolutely true. So I like to call it, instead of meditation, back to what I was saying is meditation scares the heck out of me. That big word, you know, because I always think of crisscross applesauce holding your hands at your side and going, mm, right? <laughs> and that's really not what all meditation's about. Uh, so I like to call it quiet time. And I take my quiet time in a couple different ways. And one of the ways that I like to do quiet time is the first thing in the morning. 
first thing in the morning, as soon as my alarm goes off, I just roll back over in bed and I fluff up my pillows and I lay on my back and I just um, lay there for five minutes. At least that's how I started. I started with five minutes and I put my palms up and I just sit quietly and just relax. Now, if you're one of those people that tend to fall asleep or, um, you know, go back to sleep, then I suggest sitting up and propping yourself up and just being quiet. Once my five minutes was over, then I went into um, my gratitudes, which we'll get into in a few minutes. But another way that I love to be quiet is I love to walk and meditate or walk and be quiet and just be quiet with my thoughts. Be quiet with how much beauty there is that I'm seeing. How much, um, have you ever just really paid attention when you walked of the birds that are in the air, of the color of the leaves on the tree, what the bark on the tree looks like, actually what your neighbor's yard looks like, um, have you ever said hello to the people uh, that you're walking next to? Have you ever uh, been a courteous neighbor? Just being conscious and living in the now is how I have my quiet time. So those are just a couple of ways that I like to do it, and I always recommend that you just start out doing it for five minutes first thing in the morning and just being conscious and think about nothing, not about your phone, not about social media, not about what you need to do for the day or what you didn't complete the day before, just being still. And you will be surprised how your attitude will change, how people will respond to you differently, how you will be happier, um, how your day goes much smoother, so many things will change in your life that you will not even understand. More kindness, more understanding, and more empathy will come into your life. It is absolutely amazing. And that's how my life has changed through just doing that one thing. And for those of you that know, know me, my mind goes 100 miles an hour, hmm. probably warp speed. <laughs> so for me to be able to yeah for me to be able to sit quietly was a huge challenge and that's how I started was with 5 minutes. So another another my my second thing is uh always start by accomplishing one simple task in the morning. And you may say Really? One simple task? I have a hundred million tasks to do. But you know when you get up in the morning and you have that hundred million tasks to do? If you do one simple task to make sure that your environment is, is ready to go and completely um, set so that when you come back in the end, at the end of the night, you're ready and uh, ready for a peaceful night's sleep, um, it is amazing, and that is, it was referred by a book called Make Your Bed by Admiral William H. McRaven. 
And the book, he, he stated that everyone should start out by completing a task, start out the day by completing a task. And it really resonated with me. And he talks about making your bed. And um, he states that uh, when he was in the Navy um, in SEAL training, they, um, they had to make their beds every day. They had two sheets and a gray blanket, and every morning they would have to make their beds. And if the task wasn't done properly, they would be sent on a 10-mile run. <laughs> how crazy. I guess he learned how to make his bed real fast. Maybe maybe I should send my set, my son. <laughs> um, he said making his bed taught him the importance of getting my day off to a good start. Um, and I have to agree with him. You know, my mom's probably listening to this, going, "Oh my gosh." My daughter never made her bed growing up. And, that's, and, and we actually talked about that the other day um, because I now, as, a, as a, uh, one of my businesses, I own a cleaning company, and I never cleaned my room as a kid. Or when she would tell me to clean my room, you know, everything comes out of the drawers and everything. You have to deep clean it, right? <laughs> and now I own a cleaning business, so go figure. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy how things come around um, but starting out by making your bed every day I cannot tell you how that has helped me um, by creating the mindset that I need to have day when I go back into my room just to get dressed or to brush my teeth or put on my shoes it is so nice to see my bed fully made, ready for the day. You know when, when your workspace is a mess or your kitchen is a mess, it just makes you really uneasy and it just is like one more thing on your plate. I have to clean the kitchen or I have to, I have to um, uh, clean up my, my uh, desk or I have to put those files away. And it's just one more added stress that we don't mm-hmm. need. Um, but if we have the, if we have our workspace, our home space organized, it makes the feng shui, it makes all the energy flow freely, the ebb and flow, everything flow the way it's supposed to. And I just found it helps you on an internal, visceral, and instinctive way just help you feel good. Feel good. And isn't that what mindset is about? Yeah. Uh, and, and let me ask you something about this completing one task. Is Once you decide on the task, are you supposed to do the same task every day or for the rest of your life or what or how or so, do you change it or what? So the one task that I'm telling that I'm suggesting that they complete is making their bed. Okay. And then if they, you know, add to that that they wish to do um, on a daily basis, then then that would be, you know, something that they add to their entourage to create the better um, ebb and flow and mindset that they have. 
but um, the one task that I'm suggesting here is uh, what Admiral Williams said, and that was start out by making your bed. Now, he has a series of other things that he talks about as well in the book, which I highly recommend that you, um, that you get. Um, I think he has a list of 10 things that he goes into detail about, um, you know, being a better person, you know, uh, it's not the size of your heart, something like that, and um, always be a good teammate, that type of thing. Um, but it always it starts out with make your bed. Mm-hmm. Which is easy. And, and you're right. Right? If, right? That, if, you, if, you, if you, yeah, and if you, if you internalize as this is the first thing that I do, which means I'm getting ready for a full day of, fun or or um success or whatever is it well it's easy to start with just a bed right and you feel accomplished already you already did one mm-hmm. thing and it goes on from there so that means it it just it starts the positive flow so that you complete more tasks and make good decisions throughout the day so it just puts you on the path to positive decisions So um, number three, number three is my absolute favorite, 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 and that is to feel grateful. And I'm not about saying thank you. Thank you, thank you. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about wrapping yourself in warm and fuzzy cloak of gratitude first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. And that's what I talked about um, after you're done with your five minutes of being quiet and, and helping yourself breathe and just being centered is who are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Thank you for peace. Thank you for, uh, for the things that you have in your life. Thank you for the influences that you have in your life, not just the material things. Thank you for the changes or the book that you read, talking about what you're grateful for. But one of the biggest lessons that I learned, Claudia, was when I went to a seminar with Christy Whitman, and she talked about gratitude And one of the things that she said that really struck me, because a lot of times people will say, I'm grateful for my kids, I'm grateful for my spouse, I'm grateful for the dog, I'm grateful for the, for the groceries that I have in my refrigerator, and I'm grateful for my job. And then the very next day they say the same thing. I'm grateful for my kids, I'm grateful for my spouse, I'm grateful for the dog, I'm grateful for the groceries in the fridge, and I'm grateful for my job. And, the very, and, and so it's like this repetitive cycle, right? And obviously there was no feeling in that at all, right? It's just saying, well, I have to do these gratitudes because my coach Tiffany told me I have to do these gratitudes every day. (laughs) Well, that puts no energy into it and no feeling of gratitude or happiness. It's almost like when you're 11 years old and your mom says, oh, it's Christmas morning and you just opened up that present from um, Aunt Gertrude. Now give her a call. (laughs) <laughs> and you can't stand the present, but you really have to call Aunt Gertrude and say, thank you so much for this beautiful hand-knit sweater. 
and, <laughs> and you know, that your 11-year-old child is going, really, I have to say that? Um, <laughs> so you really have to put sincere meaning into what you're grateful for. But the one thing that she told me that really stuck with me was think of five new things you're grateful for every single day. And I thought to myself, wow, that's going to be hard. But it's not hard if you really dig deep into what you're grateful for. I didn't say that you couldn't say that you're not, that you're not grateful for your kids every day. But why are you grateful for your kids? Why are you grateful for your best friend? Why are you grateful for having food in the kitchen? Because it nurtures my brain and helps me grow and retain the information that I need to thrive and be the perfect student of what I want to teach everybody. That's why I'm grateful for the food in my kitchen, not just the food in my kitchen. Big difference, right? It is. You know, I was just thinking um, this morning I went for a walk, which that's where my meditation, my quiet time is. And there was this Westie that looked just like the one that I lost last year. And of course, my mm-hmm. heart went to think about her, about um, my my Westie, my my dog. And all of a sudden, I could see her smile because it it almost like she smiled when she walked. And and so I, I started like feeling so grateful for the joy that she brought to my to our lives. How she would appreciate every moment. How she would be um, excited to be with us every time, even if it was the same park every day. She always showed it like, oh, my God, yeah, let's go for a walk. And I was just, so it's right. I had been grateful for her so many times, but this time was different because it really connected me to that joyfulness or that state of excitement of, um, fullness, my heart was full of love. So you're right, it's different that's, than just saying it. And the, you couldn't be more, because, more right and more spot on, Claudia, because when you put emotion into something, it brings power to it and it brings joy, energy, um, like you said, excitement. Um, when you bring emotion and feeling into anything. So saying that your gratitude's every day with passion, it's almost like an affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's something that you have or are already thanking the universe, God, God uh, goddess, all that is uh, for something that is coming to you that you know is already there. So speaking of, of animals, you know, uh, recently uh, we were – we were dog sitting, right? And you were just on a walk, and you said you're great. You said grateful just in the middle of the day. And I recommend throughout the day find things that you're grateful for. And so um, the the little dogs that we were dog sitting were two golden retriever puppies. 
And um, they both had extremely different personalities. One was very hyper and loves, loves, loves the ball. And her name mm-hmm. was Bella. And the other one was naughty. He was a naughty boy. And he, but his, his cuteness was his saving grace. He was so thinking cute. His name was Milo. And I really think that I, I, you know, I bonded with them both, but I really think I bonded with the naughty one. Uh, I bonded with Milo. I don't know why. Maybe we have a devious sense. I don't know. <laughs> but I really bonded with him. And um, so I went to go visit them the other day, and I went outside to visit them, and they were crying because they were so excited to see me. And Bella went off, and Milo looked at me, and he sat there, and he jumped up on me and put both of his paws around me and put his head on my neck to give Uh, me a hug. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, what I saw in that moment was he just showed me gratitude. He showed me love and how grateful he was that I came to visit him. And we forget that we can show gratitude to other people to lift them up like Milo lifted me up even though he's a dog. We forget that just by showing gratitude to another human being no matter how it is, whether we sincerely thank them from the bottom of our heart or we show them gratitude, however that may be, by do, performing an act of service, giving a gift, um, words of affirmation, recognition. If it's sincere, look how that ripple effect of gratitude goes from one human to another human to possibly an animal, to another human, and that ripple effect keeps going and going and going. And it all started with you. Wow. And, and you know, you're talking about gratitude, and I cannot help but be grateful for the job that you do yourself, Tiffany, because you're here sharing all of that. For people like myself, I'm your first listener, and I'm so grateful for that. But I wanted to let people know that besides this podcast, you come to Facebook Live every morning, Coffee with Tiffany at 6.45 a.m. Pacific time. So that would be 9.45 my time, Easter time, Monday to Friday, where you are sharing manifesting, coaching, and reading. So uh, thank you. Thank you, because there's more and more goodies with you. You know, I do that because I was actually called to do that, Um, and I'm just answering the call. Uh, You know, sometimes I get uh, downloads, and that was something that came to me, Um. And uh, matter of fact, last Monday, I was actually inspired by somebody on my team. Um, and she, Layla, was doing a Facebook Live, and she inspired me to do a Facebook Live. She was giving away a gift card. And I was so inspired by her gratefulness and her gratitude to pay it forward that I said, you know what? I want to jump on. 
and I want to be um, grateful and pay it forward as well. And so I had all this um, planned out, what I was going to do. And a couple minutes before, um, I got this uh, intuitive hit saying, um, that's not what you're going to talk about. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what came across was um, I was to pull a card and get on and just be me. And so the card that I pulled was about magic manifesting. And it was about how to help people manifest what they focus on. And hence, fast forward a week, uh, it turned into this coffee with Tiffany. And here I am having coffee with you on the radio. So <laughs> we are really manifesting. And it's definitely turned into you know, it's, it's what you focus on, you can manifest and what you're grateful for continues to pay, pay, pay. And um, in all attributes of your life. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so people go to Facebook, find Tiffany Kiefer, befriend her. And that way you can be part of Coffee with Tiffany. And also she's going to bring you to her page. And from there you'll get goodies. But let's go to number four and continue with the topic of the day. So uh, number four is your thoughts. Your thoughts create your personal reality and not the other way around. Like your reality creates your thoughts. It's your thoughts create your personal reality. And that all comes down to quantum physics. And quantum physics was a uh, was difficult for me to understand. And I'm going to read you an expert excerpt out of a book um, that kind of helped me understand it. <clears throat> and uh, it's about a, theor- a theoretical dilemma from Schrodinger's cat. And it kind of goes like this. In in front of you is a box, and inside the box is a cat. And also inside the box is a little device that can emanate or emit poisonous gas, instantly killing the cat. Once the lid is shut on the box, this device will either randomly activate killing the cat or randomly it will not, allowing the cat to live. Neither you nor the cat have any control if the device activates or not. It's entirely up to chance. There's also no way of seeing inside the box, knowing whether the cat's alive or dead, unless you open the box and look inside. Now, the the lid is shut, so what happened to the cat? At this point, classical fig stuff you probably learned about in school would say that the cat is either dead or alive. And all you have to do is open the box and look inside. But whether you do or not, the cat is either still dead or alive. It doesn't matter what your personal take is on this situation. It's things are what they are, period. What quantum physics says, though, uh, according to quantum physics, the cat is neither dead or alive until you look in the box and find out. As soon as you shut the lid on the box, the cat itself disappeared and was replaced by the possibility of the cat either being dead or alive. 
And until you open the box and find out, the cat will remain in limbo somewhere. And there's nothing in the box at all except the possibility of the two potential outcomes. At this point, you're probably thinking, uh, what's all this science crap? And what is she talking about? <laughs> and I don't blame you. This stuff calls for a serious readjustment of some interior boundaries. Let's cut it down bite size. All you need to know is this. Classical physics, the way most of us have been trained to think, states you, you get to know the truth of things through observation. Things are the way they are independently of us. We depend on the physical world for what we can learn about it, and our perceptions and beliefs make very little, if any, difference at all. Quantum physics states that anything isn't there in the first place until we observe it. We don't hmm. depend on physical world for truth. The world and ourselves are constantly intertwined and dependent on each other for the way things are. Classical uh, physics is common sense. There is one word, this is. Things are exactly as they appear no matter how you feel or think about it. Quantum physics allows us to entertain the possibility that there's more to the world and to ourselves than, there, than we've ever possibly believed and that we have more influence over these things than we've previously believed possible as well. So with that being said, with quantum physics, you have all the links for your life, your happiness, your success, your health, your wealth, and your general excellence. This allows the possibility of your thoughts, your perceptions, your beliefs, and your attitudes to matter. Your thoughts matter. Your attitudes matter. Now, there's a whole flock of scientists and physicists out there doing, are, that are just beginning to handle how important things are really, are really are. But it all comes down to what you appreciate, appreciate. Your thoughts manifest reality. Your thoughts influence chance. And what you conceive, you can achieve. So it comes down to what you focus on, you bring about. What you're grateful for and you bring enthusiasm and emotion to, you create more of. The more you're grateful for and the more you focus on the good, the more you climb out of that negative rut, that toxic life, that life-destroying thought patterns to adhere to a more positive, productive, life-enhancing world. Pretty cool, huh? It is. It, uh, it's 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 something to think about, and uh, it is cool. Yeah, quantum physics took me a while to understand until somebody told me what you focus on, what you think about, you bring about. Mm -hmm. What you focus on, you can manifest. So 
to give you an example, my mom cracks up every time. My mom, work, my, I love my mom so much. She works at, she's, my mom's been doing hair longer than I am old. And um, she can do a shampoo set like nobody's business. So this uh, retirement community sought her out and said, you have to come work with us. The people at this um, salon, they cannot do hair, and they are begging for somebody like you. So my mom said, fine. So she goes there. You know, be careful what you ask for. My mom wanted more clients. Now she has more clients than she knows what to do with. But so. So, but in this retirement community, there's never any parking, ever. And so uh, my mom has to, like, park in the back 40 just to, just to find a spot and then walk to, into the salon. And all of her clients, they park out front, and the assistant or the, the lady that takes, you know, checks you in and stuff, she goes and parks their car in the back 40 and then goes and gets it. So this lady's like super thin. Boy, she just runs, runs, runs and delivers cars. (laughs) But my point is, every time I go to see my mom, I always, before I get there, I say, I'm going to get rock star parking. I am going to get rock star parking right out front at the salon. I know it. I know it to be true. That's the way it's going to be. And I kid you not, every time I get rock star parking right outside. And there's only three spots outside my mom's salon. Because it's what you focus on, you can manifest anything. If you do it with emotion, if you do it with enthusiasm, if you do it with feeling and you know it to be true, you can manifest it. So number five, this will definitely help you get into that manifestation mode. And that is a dream board. Sometimes people call it a vision board, a treasure map. It's the ultimate visualization technique. And they will brighten up your home, your office, your backdrop when you're on live, anything like that. And I'm going to tell you how to build one because I started building one and everything I have put on there has started to manifest. I wanted to manifest the money to have to have the money to be able to go on the Abraham Hicks Mediterranean cruise with my children and I had no clue how I was going to do that. At the beginning of this year, I told my husband, I said, "We're we're going on this cruise." And he looked at me, I swear that I had 10 horns, you know, and 10 heads. (laughs) I said, we're going on this cruise. I am booking this cruise. And he's like, well, okay, I don't know how you're going to pull that out of your butt. But I was like, okay, excuse me for that. But anyways, that's kind of what he said. (laughs) You know me, I'm just kind of raw. (laughs) Sorry. And um, so... So I put it on my dream board that I was going to um, get money for this cruise. We have, through I, extra clients, through a bonus, an unexpected bonus that my husband got, through an unexpected refund that we got, um, the money has come for us to be able to go on this cruise, um, pay for all of our flights, 
And now I'm in the process of manifesting the money for our excursions. And the money Mm -hmm. is coming in because I know it's coming in. And what a dream board does is you put it up, you look at it daily, almost like your gratitudes, and you say, I am going to do this. I'm focusing on this. This is what's happening. It's flowing into me. And off you go. So you can use a dream board as a physical map to your goals, as what you want to dream, um, plant images of success, happiness, even at a subliminal level, you can do this. Like I have on there, I found a Maserati that I, I want to manifest. My husband thinks I'm crazy. So does everybody else. Um, <laughs> but, but I found, a, I actually was driving and I was parked uh, at the light behind a Maserati and on the license plate, their license plate said manifest. And I said, that's the car I want to get. Right there, it says that I'm going to manifest it, right? There's proof in the license plate. So I printed that out and put it on my vision board. Even if I don't manifest that car, what I am manifesting is everything on that board because I know that I can manifest it. So what you're going to need to create this board is a piece of poster board. You can get it at the Dollar Tree for a buck. Um, Or you could put a couple pieces of paper together. But I like the poster board. You need some glue and some scissors, of course. But what I like to get is a bunch of old magazines or some travel brochures. Maybe you can go to AAA and get some travel brochures of places that you want to go or print them off online. I also like to get some inspirational sayings, uh, inspirational words um, printed out big, inspire, believe, follow your dreams, that type of thing, just to put in little spots on the board as well. Most importantly, the most important picture on the board is a picture of you. And that picture is of you having the most magnificent time smiling being the most joyful, happy person that you can be, and you smack that right in the middle of that board because that's where you want to be every day of your life. Happy, joyful, motivated, enthusiastic, bringing in all of the joy that you can every single day. And when you get a hiccup, you understand that that um, things happen and you're able to move through it, Right? So once you get all of your tools together, then you need to write down what your intention is. What do you want to create? And they could be around um, creativity, finances, your career, health, love, your social life, beauty, transportation, anything spiritual. Mine was travel. Uh, Mine was also because I want to do a three-day event to ignite all the power within you. Um, And I'm in the process of doing that. So what do you want to create? Next, once you have all of that, sit down, take time out, cut out the pictures that resonate with you, steal them, cut them all out, and place them on the board. Now, once you get them all placed on the board, 
Put it up in your office. Put it up in your room where you see it every single day and can bring emotion to it. Only share it with people that you trust and that means something to you. This isn't something that you show to the stranger or the neighbor. This is a personal journey that you're taking you and your soul on to get from A to B. Because you will create more friends. You will create more time to relax. And you will create lots and lots of money based on your vision board when you create it with enthusiasm, a knowing, a belief, and know that it has already been done and you're just in the process of achieving it. So with that being in mind, I hope that all of you remember that what happens in your life who you're with, how you feel, where you work, where you drive, the contents in your wallet are all caused by the thoughts in your head. Most people allow what happens to their lives to create their attitude. But what I'm suggesting is that you adopt an attitude that best supports your happiness to live the life that you want to live. And Claudia, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed how everything kind of funneled through me, and I barely even had to read my notes. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was flawless and perfect. And again, we want to invite people to Coffee with Tiffany Mondays through Friday on Facebook Live, and where you can learn more of these. Uh, tips that she shares with the world and it's very easy to become a Tiffany friend so just look her up on Facebook Tiffany Kiefer and befriend her she'll gladly befriend you back and then add you to her page which is igniteyourpowercoaching.com and from there, there's just goodies and goodies for people for to get more. And remember that she is going to be back with us. She talked about that um, trip she's doing with Abraham Hicks. So she's bringing all of the information she gets to share it with us in November 19. And we just set the intention that she'll invite Abraham Hicks. And let's see if that happens because, well, all we can do is dream and dream and keep dreaming. Right, Tiffany? Absolutely, absolutely. So I think with all of us setting our intention and creating the energy around that, it will happen. Yeah, so let's put it, on, put it out there. And again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Share, share, share. This is information that will always be pertinent and there's always someone there waiting for that. So when you finish listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're thinking of, oh, I have this friend that needs this information. Share it. It's free. It will be free for everybody to continue listening so it grows and grows and touches the heart of everyone that needs Tiffany Kiefer in their life. Thank you very much. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. You too.